If you could have a conversation with anyone in history, what would you ask them? Hello, General Washington. Good day, Miss Tubman. I had to know, so I decided let's give them a call. Welcome to the Calling History Podcast. I'm Tony Dean, and before I tell you who will be calling on this Wednesday's podcast, I'm going to give you a couple hints and see if you can figure it out on your own. This person is so well-known that it might be hard to give a hint at all without giving him away too quickly, so I'm going to start with an obscure one. Clue number one. As a young boy, this person excelled outdoors. He was an avid hunter and horse racer. Once, he wrapped a metal spring with bacon to catch a wolf. I know, it's an odd story, but it is a good one. All of this surprised me, considering what we know about him as a founding father with a history of being buried in his books. Clue number two. We're going back in time to the years of and following the American Revolution. This person's life is filled with contradictions as he hated slavery and then owned hundreds of slaves. He fought against big government and then, as president, wielded it like a broadsword to achieve his agenda. That gave it away, right? Seriously, this man is a giant in U.S. history. Clue number three. As a prolific writer and lover of books, his library was legendary, but that library was destroyed many times throughout his life and after. In his youth in the 1700s, when books were difficult to come by, his house burnt down and destroyed much of what he had collected. But then he continued collecting more books and amassed one of the largest private libraries in the United States. By 1812, he had collected nearly 6,500 books. When the British burned down the Library of Congress in the War of 1812, he sold much of his collection to reestablish their collection. Years later, there was another fire, losing many of those books. And then, even after his death, another fire at the University of Virginia, destroying even more. I don't know if he soaked his books in gasoline or what, but someone needs to stop lighting all these books on fire. But you know who it is, don't you? I know, he left behind quite a legacy. But just in case you're still wondering, I'm going to play a clip. This clip came after I challenged him on slavery and asked him why he didn't do something about this when he had the chance. He knew it was wrong, but he couldn't see a possible way to end it that would still keep the nation intact. Here's the clip. That's a leaf of our history that I have not yet seen, but I am not optimistic at this point. I will tell you the truth. We currently have a wolf by the ears, meaning slavery. And we can neither hold him nor safely let him go. Justice is on one scale and self-preservation on the other. And what will happen, I can't say, sir. Well, have you figured it out? It's almost time for the reveal. But before we do, I want you to imagine this person struggling with his decisions, knowing that what he did was right for our nation, but that it may have hurt many people along the way. I'm going to read what could have been a diary entry as he is reflecting on his life, and then I'll tell you who he is. June 6th, 1823. As I sit here reflecting upon my years as President of the United States, a mixture of emotions floods my soul. 
The weight of my accomplishments and the burden of my mistakes bears down on me with equal force. It is a bittersweet contemplation, for I am torn between the good I have done for this great nation and the pain that I have caused others. The defining moment of my presidency brings both pride and remorse. I expanded the borders of this young republic, doubling its size and securing its future. Yet in doing so, I displaced countless Native American tribes from their ancestral lands. The conflict within me is fierce, as I recognize the contradiction between the principles of liberty and the inevitable consequences of expansion. How can a nation founded on the ideals of freedom and justice perpetuate such injustice upon its own soil? And then there is the matter of slavery. Despite my philosophical opposition to the institution, I too was complicit in its perpetuation. My ownership of slaves, including my relationship with Miss Hemings, weighs heavily upon my conscience. How could I, a man who championed equality and liberty, fall so short in my treatment of my fellow human beings? The anguish of this hypocrisy gnaws at my soul, for I know that the strain of slavery and these actions will forever tarnish my legacy. In these moments of reflection, I am reminded of the imperfections of human nature and the complexities of leadership. The path to progress is never a straight line, but one beset with moral dilemmas and difficult choices. I grapple with the paradox of a man who sought to build a more perfect union yet perpetuated injustices that stained its fabric. Amidst this introspection, I take solace in the knowledge that history is a relentless teacher. It is my hope that future generations will learn from both my triumphs and my failures, striving to build a more inclusive and equitable society. The United States must confront its past and acknowledge the pain that it has caused, ensuring that the sins of the past do not cast a long shadow upon its future. As I pen these words, I do so with a mixture of humility and resolve. I recognize the flaws in my legacy, but I also find solace in the enduring ideals that underpin this great nation. The struggle for progress is an ongoing journey, and though I may have stumbled along the way, I hope that my contributions, however imperfect, have helped pave the path towards a more just and compassionate America. This Wednesday's episode is the third president of the United States, Thomas Jefferson. He has been said to be one of the most intelligent presidents we've ever had, speaking six different languages. And as you listen to him this Wednesday, you will have a much clearer understanding of how this great leader could do so much good and bad at the same time, being fully aware of the moral and practical weights of his actions. Thank you for listening and telling your friends about the Calling History Podcast. We'll see you in two days with Thomas Jefferson.